Looks like we're live. Cool. Um, Looks like we're live. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Monday morning. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, today we've got um, a rather large topic, transcendence, embracing the next evolution of you. <laughs> no Actually, <big. laughs> I'd like to start because we haven't really spoken much in the podcast since the beginning about our own journeys and where we've come from. So um, I thought that we might start today by a brief overview of who we are and where we've been and why we're doing what we're doing or some version of that. <laughs> Okay, perfect. because there's been a lot of transcendence <laughs> to get to this point, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Did Did you want, you want me to? <laughs> yeah. no, sure. This is Asha. <laughs> um, not, nothing like being put on the spot and to tell your life story to <laughs> get you a little bit nervous. Um, but I guess for me, it's it's been an always evolution to um to have gotten to this point so I think really when when I decided to do light tower which is my own personal development company um that actually teaches models of transcendence um it it was the realization and the feeling that everything in my life had really led me or at least felt like it had led me to that exact point and the point where you feel like you can't deny what keeps coming up for you any longer so in in terms of a little bit more concrete background for people um my my background is in the psychological sciences so i went straight into um, a Bachelor of Psychology and did my honours year and then um, worked for a year in between as, as a counsellor before going back and doing my Masters of Clinical Psychology and then worked as a psychologist um, my adult life. And that, what, where this really comes full circle for me is always having that deep desire to help and to really understand what was going on for people and then how to help transition them out of that. And I just have this very distinct memory and it was shortly after graduating and um, working with clients that I had this feeling of being a drop in the ocean or, or what the, the modality that I had chosen to help people feeling like a drop in the ocean. And that's not to take away the power of assisting one person or helping one person because you can never truly understand the ripple effect that that has. And in, in that time frame for me, I had also experienced um, some, some work with people who had encountered some of the worst suffering and the deepest um, 
accent of what human beings are capable of in a depraved way. And, and that then brought about my own existential crisis because I was very um, directly put into contact with, well, if, if this is just a small pool and the small pool that I, I'm working with, you extrapolate that out to a global level, the level of, of depravity, the destruction, what human beings are capable of and how they, how they can treat one another, that, that was soul crushing for me to feel. And, and I couldn't really understand having come into contact with that weight, how on earth anything would be big enough to make an impact that I felt was so needed. So, so that was a really challenging point um, early in my career in, in having this sense of well, what, what we're doing is a, is a drop in the ocean and, and being aware of the accumulative suffering if you, if you expand that out. And, and I remember talking to my supervisor, a bunch of other psychs, and no one could really give me an answer or an answer that soothed me in any particular way. And then my brother came home and he was like, Ash, what's up? Like, you're not yourself. And there, at, at that point, there were kind of things that how do you even articulate it? And um, anyway, what he identified for me is that my empathy is my version of being blind in that it, it categorises the way that I engage with the world and the world engages back. So as much as my empathy makes me who I am and, and gives me a strong skill set, at that point in time in my journey, it also meant that I was equally getting cut by it and equally feeling the weight of it mm. because I was so deeply empathic. Um, and, and he gave me this beautiful metaphor about the imaginal cells of the butterfly, which is where the, you actually go through the transformation of these imaginal cells starting to build up within you. And it's when they reach critical load that, that they have taken over the old cells that you become the new version mm. of yourself. And, and he just gave me that hopefulness that if I continue down the path and allow the transformation to occur within, that something of beauty and beyond logic is possible. Mm. And they were some of my early learnings of, of transcendence, yeah. you know, where you submit to the journey, you embrace the hardship and the suffering in knowing and hope and in faith that if I simply continue on, something seemingly miraculous mm. is possible. And then um, in, in terms of this ever-evolving paradigm, the next kind of crisis point 
for me where where I knew things had to change was I had delivered therapy for I've now been delivering therapy for over 10 years and when corona hit it was like everything that I have been doing in the background in in working one-on-ones in in developing that skill set there didn't seem to be a greater time than now than to share that in a more open forum um which led me straight to you (laughs) more than ever before exactly need your your learnings and your um sharing of your evolution and your experiences of transcendence they need it now because they're everyone is in is in a and the past couple of years have been in such a state of what what is going on outside of me what is going on within me and um what is this discomfort about exactly exactly and so then my my next cycle of evolution was surrendering to the process of becoming this version of myself who's willing to show up and talk live and share openly and that's been its own metamorphosis Mm. um and you've been such a, a pivotal part of that for me in embracing not only who I am but embracing the process of growth can look this way too it can be fully expressive it can be fully open it can be transparent and and there's its own level of beauty in doing that mm. so so that's from <laughs> so in terms of who I am my background essentially it's been um from from being highly aware of other people's suffering my entire life, turning to the sciences, recognising the edges of common practice within that, and then the evolution of how do I take that knowledge and all of my life experiences and put it in um, a, a forum where we can we can have as many ripple effects as possible at once. Beautiful. Yay to ripple effects. (laughs) (laughs) And how about you? Your turn. (laughs) My turn. Okay. I've spoken about um, my journey, the pivotal points in my journey a fair bit. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the early stages of that. But um, basically, I've worked in in the family business for a lot of my life and um and i i reached a point within that where i realized that it was doing me no good (laughs) um and so i i resigned from the family business and in that period of of a couple of years i also um divorced my ex-husband or we decided to amicably we decided to separate and those pivotal points were um they were such large parts of my identity that I had no choice but to um, just surrender to the change because and and to really open my eyes and my mind and my heart and my soul to who I am without those um, without those titles and without and um, that 
what the main thing that I wanted to talk about today from my point of view about transcendence and becoming the next um, evolution of yourself is the grief involved in that because um, not we're, we're very attached to the old versions of ourselves and what they what they mean to other people and um, what they mean in validating who we think we are. <laughs> um, so when we let go of a past version of ourselves or we, we make a conscious decision to step in a new direction, there is a lot of grief that goes with that. And um, for me, when that happens, and it's a cycle that happens repeatedly, and anyone who's been on any kind of uh, growth journey consciously will know um, that sometimes you have to let go of people, you have to let go of jobs, um, relationships, situations to move forward. And um, allowing that allowing that grief to come up and being a, a you know sobbing mess with snot everywhere and <laughs> and honoring your own grief in that process i believe is is important because if you if you pretend that that's not happening then you're kind of disallowing mm. the the transcendence um so there was a lot of grief involved in those early days about um my position in the family my position as a, a wife and mother and you know um what did that all mean uh so that was a big steep learning curve in my first lot of conscious transcendence um and i realized through that process you know you were talking about um empathy i realized how empathic i was and how much i cared about helping other people um and so it became really important to me to share my journey because I realized that my poems and, and my voice and my artwork and, and my story are um, tools and experience that can help other people if I'm brave enough and vulnerable enough to share them. Mm. So um, I remember the day that I unpacked my first deck of Oracle cards, the sample deck, and it was a, became a reality that my soul that I had poured out onto um, these little bits of card <laughs> were going to be held by other people. And um, that was extremely vulnerable and scary. And, um, but that, that helps me, how do I explain it? When I see when I see people on Facebook doing card readings from my cards, or I see people posting a photo of one of my cards and what it means for them, it's this oh, I'm helping. I'm helping in their transcendence, in their journey, in their next evolution of themselves because they've resonated with something in me that that they needed to hear at that particular time or feel at that particular time. So. Don't underestimate the value in being vulnerable and sharing your journey, even if it's with your neighbor. <laughs> um, you don't have to get online and talk about it live like we do, but um, there's there's so much joy in in helping other people along that path. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, and and what comes up for me is how humbling that can be 
when you see that because part of the conscious creation that I, I feel that we've surrendered to is, and we, we speak a lot about intention and, and how powerful intention is, and you can hold that with, with the reverence that it deserves and at the same time when you witness it in action, for me there can be a complete um, dissolvement <laughs> because seeing it and seeing that come to fruition, it's, um, it's kind of beyond belief. Mm. You know, and, and obviously if I'm in a professional capacity, you won't see me dissolve. You're like, that's, you know. Um, but, if, you know, if I get to, to witness it and be in my own, own space, um, there's, there's just something incredibly humbling about that, the power of intention, the power of sharing. And, and I guess that, um, you know, kind of brings me to one of the points that I, that I, think is really worth reiterating is that part of that grief journey so much of what can cause us suffering is the idea that that we're alone or that somehow our pain is is greater or more or or so um specific that others wouldn't understand and this idea that, you know, well, I've just got to shove it down um, and not talk about it because other people won't cope or they won't relate or um, it will make them feel uncomfortable. And if you have, like you say, the bravery and the vulnerability to actually share that, it's amazing how universal the, the feelings and sentiments and and also then access that part of the human spirit that wants to triumph and, and wants to see other tr others triumph, how present that actually is. Mm. Yeah, that's right. The, um, the, the decision to be vulnerable um, is, is one of the most powerful decisions that you'll make um and as you were talking I was I was thinking about the the um the phrase better out than in <laughs> but it is it is actually your emotions and your feelings and your transcendence and your um the bumpy ride that is your evolution is is uh better played out outside of you you know like obviously in certain circumstances like if you're working in a professional capacity or um but if you surround yourself with um, souls who will hold space for you when you're a blubbering mess and you you just need to move through something and be and feel safe and held and housed um, because you will then in turn do that for them so that's really it's really important not to not to shove shove down that grief mm -hmm. to actually yeah let it out and write it out writing is a really great one as well it's it's such it's such a beautiful point and um there's a little part of me that's a little tentative to to take it this way however it's it's so powerful and relevant that I kind of feel like it would be um do it 
go dash it. Okay. <laughs> um, so some of the previous discussions that, that we've also had with um, Elizabeth Eleanor have been around um, the spiritual and, and religious aspects that come into transcendence. And a big part of how I've put my med models together is, is the intersect of all these disciplines and to try uh, to, to isolate what is unified among them. And, and what you were just talking about there from, from religious aspects, it's the, the power of the spoken word to turn chaos into order. And, and that's in the first lines of, of um, Genesis in the Bible in terms of God spoke existence into being. Um, he said, let there be light and there was light and that, and that, that was good. Um, so so this, this using language to express, to articulate, to, um, to get what was in out, whether it's through the written or, or verbal, you are speaking or articulating what feels chaotic within into order, into something that is actually then digestible and digestible for others as well. So it's, it's in the articulation that what seems unmanageable becomes manageable again and 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 the reason why I bring it up from from that perspective is that there it seems it has been carried throughout the history of evolution and there is something seemingly undeniable about the power of articulating what is within in the purest truest format you can conceive at the time. Absolutely. And when you are practised at doing that, um, you will look back over your writings, particularly if, you, if you're starting to write what's going on within you and get it out onto the page, uh, you'll read over it later and go, wow, did I, did I actually write that? Because it, it actually gets to a point where it flows so freely that it's coming from another place yeah. um and so it's a really beautiful way and if you're not a writer maybe um maybe like a dictaphone or um you know voice memos um speaking it out or talking to a friend so that you can have it relayed back to you but I found with my poetry the um I the more I wrote the more practice I got at it and then I would take a poem that I had written and read over it like 10 times that day, because that was me getting to know the inner workings of myself. Yeah. And that is really powerful when you know yourself to that extent, you know, your patterns, you know, your, um, your flaws, you know, you know exactly what you're transcending from and to, because mm -hmm. it's, it's undeniable, like it's there. Yes. 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 I love that. I love that. Um, so I'm just, I'm aware of how quickly time is absolutely yeah, wow. flying. Um, so 
for our listeners, if because obviously transcendence is such a big topic, it can kind of be like, where do I start? You know, where where do I start putting one foot in front of the other? And how do I even know that that is transcendence? So as a starting place, how how would you encourage them to start? I would start each day with taking five or ten minutes for yourself to do some kind of daily practice. So if um, if the word meditation scares you, you can just call it stillness. Sit sit in your own stillness for a few minutes. Write for a few minutes. Um, some kind of um, outside influence or outside um, like a, a pack of oracle cards or a or a really great book written by someone that you admire that you just open at a random random page will always provide what you need to hear and read that day um, just take 10 minutes to start tuning into you and understanding those patterns and understanding your own evolution like 10 minutes a day yeah gorgeous Mm. I love that there's so much power in that um and and I guess that probably what you just said then tune in takes me to the central point that I think belongs with this particularly on where to start is the trap is to think that the answers that we're seeking lie outside of ourselves and and that's that's the illusion of um of the modern world that we that we live in if i gain this outcome if i secure this goal if i um attain this then somehow i will arrive you won't <laughs> it will just be the next arriving. Of, yeah, of distraction um so so it's it's turning the compass from being outside of you to inside of you because the answers that that you seek on the transcendent journey are all about who am i And that means taking off every societal conditioning that we've ever had, which also is inherently tied to the grief, allowing that to be suspended, to turn inward, to go, okay, if I I become as truthful as I possibly can with myself, where do I feel compelled? So compelled in the sense that there, there's something here for me to garner. There, there's something. What is, that, what is the lesson? Yes. What is the lesson that I'm learning right now? Yes. Have I learned it before 500 times? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. And it's when, it's when we can um, identify the meaning and then a meaning that compels us forward that's where you'll find fulfillment Mm. but it always comes from within so the the main starting point i would suggest is is recognizing catching yourself when your focus is on an outward success and redirecting it inward to what what has meaning for me what naturally lights me up 
Where do I get a sense of joy and fulfillment? Where is my greatest sense of suffering? And what is it there? And how do I heal that wound? And then what's the lesson from that wound? Because once I can attain the lesson from that, that's where the freedom and the next evolution of you comes. So, so there is no expectation that transcendence feels good. Quite, it, it can. It, it can be incredibly beautiful and awe-inspiring and wonderful. Once and you've reached. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. Generally, once you've released the equal and opposite suffering yeah. and weight, and you only do that from the inward journey. Um, and then, obviously, surrounding yourself with a, with a support team, and ideally practiced hands that are a little further along the path <laughs> so they can go oh yeah that part that's really steep right there and you kind of want to maneuver through it this way as best you can because it's in that shared learning and one that you don't feel alone two that you feel understood three you feel supported and four it brings back that hope faith and trust that there is a way forward and that that's to speak metaphorically tends to be the light that will carry you out of the depths of that darkness in that moment. So, so all of this is um, really profound. And obviously anything that is ever said is to be run through your own lens, what, re uh, what resonates for you. Um, and, yeah, and then I find transcendence is often also down to a timing of there will have been a catalyst yeah. I don't particularly know anyone that goes you know what you know what I feel like you know so yes, it, I wrote I wrote this morning um when I did my downloads for this your emotions could be heightened more agitated and then they reach a peak um when the release happens so if you're feeling really uncomfortable in your body, if you're feeling like everything everything makes you angry or um, you, you're triggered easily, those kinds of things, then I'd say you're on the brink of mm. releasing something that, um, that has been holding you back until now. Mm. A bit of a breakthrough. And, and with, with that wave of agitated to a peak, then the release, in anticipation is everything, you will come down and then you will dip below baseline, which is the um, reintegrate, reintegration phase and the recovery phase before you come back up to, um, to a baseline. And, and the, you know, in, in actually releasing it, you will come up to a higher baseline. And it's the anticipation that that's what, what growth and grief looks like so I can always hold myself kindly whilst I move through that and I'm not caught off guard and because the first thing the mind will try and do is go if I'm feeling this way there must be something wrong with me no that that is what growth looks like and you're doing that whilst you do this yeah yeah awesome awesome beautiful I love the way you explain it. I always, I never get sick of it. Thank <laughs> <And> you, same. <laughs> it's for you, for you. <laughs> All right. Well, it's 9.33, so I think we should leave it there. Thank you for joining me again, Asha. Um, Thank you. And 
we are going to be putting out there for those of you who are interested in um, our in in becoming more connected with us, not just watching this every week. We're launching our first product together, da, 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 <laughs> which is VIP chats. So if you're if you're interested in learning the details of that um, subscription based program. Uh, let us know and we can send it all through to you. But we'll be starting to talk about it and finalising things with that this week and doing a big launch. So we're very excited. Yes, yes looking <laughs> forward to it. Sending love to everyone. Bye for Bye. now.